Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Why I Meditate podcast. I am your lovely host, Mr. Antoine Adams here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If you are new to the show, please subscribe. Also, connect with us on our social media accounts, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, at Why I Meditate Podcast. Like, follow, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. So, let's get right into it. Welcome. I hope you all are doing marvelous on this beautiful, thankful Thursday. It has been... A minute. <laughs> it's been a minute um, since we last convened. I hope everyone is doing well, safe, peaceful, prosperous, all of that. I am sending good energy, love, and light your way. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Oh, so to catch you guys up, um... I've been doing excellent. I've been doing great, actually. And tonight's episode is entitled (laughs) Daddy Issues. And we will get there um, just to bring you guys up to speed on what's happening. (laughs) Um, Again, I think I mentioned this on our season premiere that your kid is in school. And not just that. Um, I have been trying to find a balance, if I'm being honest, um, with being an entrepreneur, (laughs) being an artist, being a producer, being a writer, being a social worker, (laughs) and also, um, giving time and attention and nurturing to, a few projects that I'm producing. So I still end that have to find time for me. Where am I going with this? That sometimes, you know, wearing those hats, um, my own personal life and Just trying to, like I said, keep a balance of it all. And um, sometimes I just don't feel like social media, if I'm being honest. That has been a big thing. Uh, I never just personally been a big social media person. Um, I get on, I get off. And even now, I'm very intentional about what I consume. And it's not just... I'm talking about everything and food, music, television, what I consume. And I'm very, very mindful these days of my social media consumption because it can be just team too much for me. Um, And like I said, just trying to stay focused um, hinders my focus. It hinders my focus sometimes. And just with all the bull crap that can sometimes be there. But I am learning how to navigate. Um through it all because how else am I going to (laughs) connect if I don't you know have a presence on social media so I'm learning working growing through it nevertheless 
tonight's episode, um, I wanted to speak about the time I had recently to share with my dad, my pops. Um, for those who have been following me for some time, um, especially those of you guys who have read my first book, Victor, My Journey of Triumph, um, easy plug. Yeah, my first book, I spoke very, very candidly about my relationship with my dad. And um, yeah, more recently, I would say within the past three to five years, more specifically these past three years, um, we have been working to strengthen, establish, build <laughs> our relationship. And this past year and some change with COVID, um, I view and value life differently, as I'm sure, you know, to some capacity we all do. But more specifically, my relationships with those people whom I love and my parents and more specifically my dad like i said um there's been a lot of work a lot of therapy a lot of forgiveness <laughs> a lot of challenging um conversations but if i was to like right now today not only is the relationship i have with my dad one that is very important to me these days. I never envision it. <laughs> envision being at this at this at this place, at this spot where we we are to where um I never envisioned that. So just to back up a bit, uh the 4th of July, I took a trip home to New Jersey to see my family, more specifically, to see my dad and spend time with him. And it was extremely beautiful, um, an extremely beautiful experience. And it inspired um, tonight's episode, actually, because while I was there and again on this journey of um, mindfulness, um, practicing being present in every moment, um, being engaged in every moment. It was an extremely beautiful experience. It was interesting. Um, it was my first travel experience um, post-COVID. And it was interesting as, as, as heck. It was extremely interesting, to say the least. Um and I'll share a story about that experience um, later on, on tonight's episode. So um, I get to New Jersey. I go spend time with my dad and my siblings. And while I'm there, and especially there was a point in, in the trip, which was a first, um, my dad my siblings and myself all being together. So I was just 
again, trying my absolute best to practice <laughs> staying in that moment and just soaking it up because it was so beautiful and bittersweet for me. Um, but while I was there and towards the tail end of my, my trip, I stayed a few days and the last, one of the last days, I, I can't really recall if it was the day before I departed or my last day. I can't remember. I want to say it was the day before, the night before rather. And as we were taking a ride around um, the city, I want to say, if I recall correctly, we were coming back from dropping my brother off or something like something to that effect, though. I was, um, I don't know, just these feelings of what ifs came because I've, I had so many different mixed emotions in real time. Like, um, again, like I said, it was bitter, very bittersweet just because one, I was just so fucking thankful um to be a black man <laughs> a black man who has faced a lot of challenges experiences um trauma from more specific childhood trauma and just that void of not having a dad not having a father like i for many many years there was a void um and of course, with that, with my dad's absence came anger, resentment, um, you know, all of that. I was hurt. I was angry for many years. And like I said, on this journey of mindfulness and where we are now, um, fast forward to now, um, I, I was incredibly grateful, but I was also, I had a moment of what it was like wondering how different my life would have been um had my dad been there just all of this <laughs> thoughts in the moment like of what ifs and i also had a feeling of like just witnessing my father be a parent and more specifically witnessing his dynamics with my siblings my younger siblings my sisters um it was so it was just really beautiful like just him my my, my father is a very mild-mannered person just that's just who he is. Very, very mild-mannered, charismatic. Um, a really, really great guy, honestly. An awesome man. And, you know, just witnessing, excuse me, his, him and my sister's interactions. And, of course, they have had the experience to have had, you know, <laughs> a two-family household and you know, having him present in their life. Like, they don't know what it's like not to have a, a, him not being there. So, and with that, like I said, just, just, just witnessing how they interact from just their own hidden language, if you will, and, you know, 
it was just beautiful, man. How they talk, you know, their them in expressing their, you know, personal memories of just things that that, that they have done together, et cetera, et cetera. Like the story that they share. Um and in witnessing all of that, this gremlin, <laughs> this gremlin called resentment started to peep back up. Like, and there was this old, I don't want to say saying, <laughs> but for lack of better terms, saying, if you will, that, you know, we sometimes can forgive and not forget, if you will. You will forgive, but never forget type of thing. Um, and in that moment, I was like, well, damn, like, <laughs> you know, there was a few seconds, minutes of, you know, feelings of resentment of not having that experience, not having that experience um, as I feel that every human being, especially children, you know, during those crucial ages and stages of development, you know, you need your parents and I feel like black men need other black men and their fathers more specifically um so yeah not having that you know in 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 not having my dad be present in my life as a child and like I said witnessing um the relationship that him and my siblings, my younger siblings share, I was like, you know, I felt a little bit resentful, like, fuck, like, you know, shit, I wish that was me, <laughs> you know, I wish I had that, and so on and so forth, but then, a little birdie, <laughs> a little birdie called mindfulness stepped in a room, like, but guess what, boo? You got it now. <laughs> like, in real time, you know, you have him. You have that now. You know, that long sought out and hoped for relationship with your dad. Like, you presently have that. And so, it was a gentle reminder, again, to be present and not only be present, like force yourself gently to be fully engaged in the moment. You know, when you're conversing and especially, you know, not just in, in everyday regular life, but it, those precious moments that we have to spend with our loved ones. And for myself, like, you know, being in, different states I don't have the chance to see my father as often as I would like. like I can't just hop in the car and you know go see him so it was that 
it was a it was a it was a push to okay and again not in an in in an invalidating way you know because my feelings are valid your feelings are valid our feelings are valid but for me having done the work you know <laughs> i spent i believe um part of my therapeutic journey if you will was spent like a lot of a large part of my early sessions was spent unpacking my family roots and my family history and you know unpacking the unpacking the dynamics and the the, the relationship I I have with my parents and more specifically with my dad. So with that being said, I fortunately had the opportunity to work through that. And now I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to create and build a relationship with my father. So um, with that being said, Considering that, it was even more so of a a nudge because I'm like, you know, while I had those feelings pop up in real time, I'm physically, mentally, spiritually in no way there in terms of that place I once was with processing those feelings of um, abandonment. <laughs> And having an absentee father, you know, I, I've done the work, <laughs> you know, like I said, like I spent a whole lot of time in tears and tissue and co-pays in therapy, <laughs> you know, working through that. And I'm not there. My being has no room these days for anything that doesn't align with my inner peace. <laughs> that includes resentment and unforgiveness and just I ain't got time. I'm trying to hold on to my wealth, my health, my peace, you know, love, the 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 relationships I do have. Like that's what I want to hold on to. I no longer want to hold on to resentment and unforgiveness. And again, as I stated um earlier in the episode, it has taken time and you know not so pretty conversations um with my dad uh hard conversations very very difficult conversations um to get to this this point where we at in our relationship but i can honestly say it was well fucking worth it it was well worth it it was well worth it and um I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful. So I'm going to conclude with a quick story I'll share with you guys. Again, we're talking about forgiveness. And on my plane ride to see my dad, mind you, I stated now traveling with COVID, 
restrictions and mandates and passports is very interesting. Um, nonetheless, um, could not take your mask off the whole entire time <laughs> on throughout the trip on in the airport on the plane. Can't take your mask off. So that was that. Um, I don't know why I expected anything different. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, what else did I expect? I was like, oh, I got to keep this on, on the whole time. <laughs> but nah, um, got to be safe, you guys. But weather, inclement weather. So we're on our way in in the south. It was sunny. I don't even think it was any cause or chance for rain, but in the north, it was a different story. It was um, it was a thunderstorm, and I I knew something was going on when I realized that, because typically the commute is maybe an hour flight, maybe an hour flight, but. I glanced at my phone, I'm like, okay, it's been over an hour and we are still flying. Hmm, something's off. So the captain comes over the intercom and he's like, listen. <laughs> he wasn't like, he wasn't that dramatic. Um, He's like, hey, you guys, you know, we have a delay because there's um, a thunderstorm. We can't land. No planes can leave the airport. We just gonna ride around until it clears. Well, we did that for about almost two hours. Literally, we rode around in the air for almost two hours because the flight was um, so short, we ended up on this smaller aircraft. So with that being said, in our, you know, just Busting donuts in the sky for almost two hours. We run out of gas. And this is the part where I need my special effects. <laughs> because when we got that notice, first of all, let me back up. The plane begins to, um, like, accelerate. We're no longer doing the donuts and the circles and the spins and the twists in the air. Like, we're moving on up. And then we, I'm like, we landing, but I'm like, this ain't North Liberty Airport? What the fuck is this? Like, it legit, like, it looked like one of those airports. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever played. I used to be a big uh, gamer back in my day, um, particularly. Grand Theft Auto, oh my gosh. I probably owned every Grand Theft Auto that was. My favorite was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And there was this little airport I used to land at. It was a, um, a very, it was like a mom and pop. I didn't even realize it was, a, it was an airport until like I see the aircrafts or whatever. But it looked like something that was just like, it's like a juke joint with a, a runway, honestly. So we come to find out that the airport is not really operating. Thankfully, we have a, a space to land. But hmm, if it's not really a quote-unquote commercial airport, how are we going to get gas? <laughs> so that was the dilemma. So 
keep in mind, I am a person um, who experiences anxiety, right? So at this point, I'm like, oh, okay. I got to keep this mask on so I can't, you know, just... I can't do a the a proper deep breath, the deep breath I need to get me through. And, the, you know, just the whoops, you know, I can't do my box breathing, my four um, by four breathing exercise because I got not one, but two masks on because I, I am not around with Delta, view you, poo you, whatever else other variants going on with this coronavirus. I don't want no parts of none of it. So I have on two masks. Um, I'm at this point almost three, four hours delayed. Mind you, I don't work that whole day. <laughs> Drove to the airport so I can be there on time because I'm notorious for showing up to the airport and missing flights. And we don't have coins to be booking extra flights. So all of this, and I'm just ready to land. I really, I'm ready to land. I'm ready to get me some good. Um, Dominican food. I'm ready to get me some good, real, authentic <laughs> um, Chinese food. Like, I'm just, I'm ready to see my fam. I'm ready to get off the plane. <laughs> so what do you do when that, you know, when life throws you curveballs like that? We breathe, right? But I can't breathe. So I can't breathe. Can't take my mask off. We at this airport. The airport is closed. Who's going to bring us gas? How long is it going to take? So, I'm in real time talking to myself like, Antoine, relax. You're safe. Thank God we're landed. We will eventually get there. It might not be on your time and your agenda. It may not work the way you want it it to work out or be you know but we gonna get there moving right along ladies and gentlemen everyone on the plane obviously is anxious some people are freaking out um respectfully and i hear this uh these voices escalating behind me so i Look, and this, there's this woman, she's in visible distress, crying, tears. She's upset. And so the flight attendant who was incredible, oh my God, um, United Air, I wish I remember her name. She's, but she was, she handled, the way she handled that, the entire experience, like, Listen, my sis gotta be, <laughs> she gotta be a whimper too. She gotta be a meditator. Um, she could look, my she kept her composure, she was very respectful and present. And that, and even in that moment of the lady being, you know, expressing, um, wh whatever the dynamic of our conversation, her as her, the lady's voice is escalating, the flight attendant gets to her level, very calm and gentle, access to, you know, touch her hand, gives her eye contact. Like I'm I'm watching all of this, like as I turn around and see like what's going on. So the lady expresses like, you know, she's upset. And she says, you know, this delay, like my mom is dying. 
She's on life support. And tonight was the night the family is gathering to determine the decision whether or not we want to pull the plug. And as she's telling it, like, not only is my heart literally breaking for her from just hearing it, but she's breaking it down as she's express like, it's like, oh my gosh. So in that moment, and I share this story because again, this mindful living is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a conscious moment by moment, you know, you're making a commitment to be aware of everything. <laughs> and I don't know that sounds like a task, but that's why mindfulness meditation helps us practice that awareness and strengthen that awareness muscle, if you will. So I was immediately like, God, thank you. You know, like I could sit here in this moment and be frustrated, aggravated, pissed off, flip my lid. But how is that going to what first was that going to solve again, not invalidating how I feel, but is that going to produce any real solutions? No. So why should I give my like waste this precious energy when I could use this energy to practice gratitude? Um, hey. We ran out of gas in the middle of the air, in the middle of nowhere. Could have been a tragedy. Hello. Um, the storm, like, it's so many things could have gone wrong. So it's like, and I'm learning not just in that scenario, but in my everyday life to practice gratitude. Thank you. Be thankful. Be be thankful and be grateful um, for every moment that we have just to be alive. Uh, the, 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 the gift of life is, and, and, and breath and breathing is something that we take for granted um myself included which is why i'm learning through mindfulness but anyway i shared that story because it was another reminder to be grateful be present and really really be grateful for those who you love and who love you and more specifically your parents um Again, hearing that young lady share that, like, I couldn't help but think about my own parents and, like, God, thank you for their life. <laughs> and I couldn't help but just really, really feel this enormous amount of gratitude and gratefulness just for, you know, everything in that in that moment. Like, <laughs> the captain, the freaking safe landing at the abandoned airport like life 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 this precious beautiful gift that we have called life and you know without our parents we would not have such now we don't get to choose our parents right and some of us have had you know challenges with our parents and some of us may not have the best relationship with our parents and if you're anything like me you have been blessed with um parents who unfortunately have had their own trials and tribulations such as addiction i am the product of two amazing people who are now and have been by the grace of god in recovery for 
Um, my dad is, oh gosh, two decades in, 20 plus years in um, of sobriety. My mom is 12 years in sobriety and gratitude, gratitude, much, much gratitude. And consider this. If you happen to be a person who has had or doesn't have a great relationship with your parents, um, remember that our parents were once kids. Our parents have had childhoods. Our parents have experienced things that they might not for whatever reasons. Um, and more times for our own good, because what parent wants to unpack or disclose, you know, certain traumas that they have experienced to their child, you know, especially if they aren't age appropriate. Because I believe that, you know, certain experiences, um, we should hide and tuck away to the best of our abilities from our kids and just let them enjoy being kids but nevertheless some of us have not have have not have been afforded the opportunity to have had you know safe sacred childhood experiences for whatever reasons but if you happen to be one of those people who have any resentment in your heart for your parents towards your parents, you know, have had, you know, tumultuous or traumatic childhood experiences. I am encouraging you and <laughs> spiritually begging you, for lack of better terms, to forgive. And there's this old state meant I used to hear and this saying I used to hear and I used to cringe because I'm like ugh I just don't even like the sound it don't sound right what do you mean that forgiveness is not so much about the other person or not at all about the other person but about you it's about you and I stand to be corrected on this evening <laughs> I'm witness to that to be truth whenever you hold on to bitterness anger resentment you're the one holding on to that poison <laughs> imagine that you're the one holding it so hmm, how is this affecting the other person again And sometimes unforgiveness, we 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 can think that you know we're doing just that. We're we're causing them some sort of harm, if you will, or we're doing them a disservice by holding on to the anger because this is what they did. Now, granted, not invalidating anyone's experiences. However, forgiveness, again, you're holding on to the resentment, the unforgiveness. And I'm here to tell you that it ain't worth it. <laughs> it ain't worth it. And as I stated, you know, 
our parents have endured some experiences that we don't know about. And how can we ever get to any real resolution if that is the goal without healthy communication, you know, and honest and open communication? And I know that that's a, you know, that, that that's a process and it takes time and it takes two people to have that. But for yourself, do it for you. And not only that, like, you know, until you find some sort of resolution that 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 child who needs and I don't care how old we get chronologically, excuse me, you could be 75. Guess what? That little boy and little girl, that little child, our childhood self still stays with us. And if you have had any sort of um, negative experience, negative childhood experiences that were um, in any way related or a result of your parents' actions, that inner child deserves some sort of peace. That inner inner child deserves uh, an avenue to express themselves how they have felt. And without it, you're going to carry that for the rest of your life. And it's not worth it. Antoine and all my beautiful listeners out there. So I beg you to take a step. And if you don't if you don't know where to start, start with you. Start with you. Start with you. Again, affirmations. You know, talking to that inner child. Letting that inner child know that, you know, you're loved. For so long, for so long, I, I felt like my daddy didn't love me. And I would tell myself that, like, he don't love me. Because if he loved me, he wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, all those those narratives that I would rehearse and reinforce over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until I realized that hey you know and again this is have this has taken some time <laughs> this has taken a lot of therapy this has taken a lot of uncomfortable conversation but it works and here we are now so I encourage you to, to forgive your parents forgive your parents and if you are in a place to where you can actually speak with them Find some sort of resolution. Start your healing process together. Because a lot of times our parents don't understand, you know, or aren't aware that their choices, you know, their behavior may have influenced us in ways that they don't even know. And probably still to this day may influence us in in, in a way that they aren't aware. And how can they be if we aren't at a place to where we are communicating those things and again like I said that 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 takes time um and that looks different for everyone but I'm encouraging you to do it for yourself forgive for yourself do it for you and that's my time for this evening ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and I want to conclude with an act uh exercise (laughs) oh my god um long day excuse me i want to conclude with an exercise um a mindful writing journaling exercise um 
I want to encourage you guys to try. If you have any strife, any unforgiveness in your heart for anyone, it doesn't have to be your parents, anyone, I challenge you to sit down and write. And you're going to start off with the person's name, comma, I forgive you and for, and you're going to leave that blank and you insert what you're forgiving that person for. I dare you to try it. I dare you to try it. I dare you to try it. Insert that person's name. John, Jane, Joe, I forgive you for, <laughs> and whatever you're forgiving that person for. Again, make it very intentional. Be very intentional. And if you want to take it a step further, burn it. <laughs> but you got to be sincere, though. I'm not saying it again. Yes, the that gremlin called resentment will try to pick his head up or unforgiveness will try to pick his head up and those remind no 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 no. that's that 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 that's i think you know argue arguably is inevitable however you're in control of the narrative here if it's to be is up to me is up to you like you're in control peace is a choice forgiveness is a choice happiness is a choice joy is a choice so Choosing, be intentional that I am forgiving this person for whatever and burn that shit. <laughs> burn it. Burn it. And whenever you find yourself in the space or a place to where um, those thoughts or those feelings of unforgiveness arise or the thoughts or the memories of whatever the experiences was arise, remind yourself, hey, I forgave and I burned that shit up. That's gone. <laughs> you know and gracefully bring yourself back to now i'm here now i'm full of love now i'm loved i have people in my life who love me who honor me who respect me and most importantly i love myself i respect myself i honor myself enough to not allow an experience or in person to hinder my happiness or my growth or my joy and most importantly my inner peace and that's all for me. I love you all very, very, very much. And I won't get into it now. I really can't um, get into it contractually. But there's a lot of exciting things soon come. <laughs> a lot of exciting things coming. Thank you all for the support again. If you have not, please subscribe, follow us, Why I Meditate Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Why I Meditate Podcast, and please, 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 please take care of yourself. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.